Since 2015, Pop Health Podcast has brought to you some of the best minds in healthcare, including leaders from government, not-for-profit, and investor-backed powerhouses, as they share successes, failures, and how our audience can move forward in today's constantly evolving healthcare world. Thank you for joining us for today's episode presented by 24-Hour Home Care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. I'm Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Damian Weston, Chief Growth Officer for Mission Healthcare. In today's episode, Damian shares how Mission Healthcare, originally from Southern California and currently headquartered in Southern California, has now grown to be the largest provider of home health, hospice, and palliative care services pretty much in the Western United States. In today's episode, Damien shares about a new acquisition with Mission, as well as three others earlier this year, and how he grew up from living in his car at age 16 to getting a job as a CNA, and now being truly a pillar in the, what some people may call post-acute, but really it's home health hospice and palliative care. It can also be pre-acute services. Damien shares about his growth, the growth of Mission, and how changing models of healthcare are allowing good providers to serve those who may not have the best insurances. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And of course, feel free to check out other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by visiting us on popphealthpodcast.com, our YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Good morning, Damien. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Uh, good morning, Gavin. Thanks for having me. No problem. So audience, uh, I hope it's okay that I share this, Damien. Uh, I should have asked ahead of time, but uh, Damien actually slept on a boat last night and uh, I like to get to know the guests a little bit, Damien. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, I, I view the world a little differently. And when I came to, uh, when I got the opportunity to come to, to work here in Southern California, I started looking around at real estate. And uh, as many know, the real estate market is uh, quite uh quite aggressive here, especially in Southern California. So I took that opportunity to look around at some uh, alternative means and uh, found a great uh, reason to uh, to buy a boat and put it down in the harbor. So about the same square footage and a fraction of the cost, I, I get to spend my evenings when I'm in Southern California uh, on a boat, which is not a bad way to, to hang out, that's for sure. Awesome, and uh, David had mentioned off the air that it's about a 10 minute commute. Uh, to uh, mission headquarters when you're at mission headquarters. I know uh, I know this, the boat is a kind of temporary home for you in a sense. Tell us uh, where your maybe permanent home is. Yeah, so Gavin, I, I jokingly referred uh, to my, my day job and, and my life. I live out of my car uh, because uh, I do a, a trifecta Southern California trip here. So uh, primary residence is in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I've always grown up out West, but um, uh, we've got uh, service locations throughout the West. So um, I uh, uh, often either it's on a boat or, uh, or, or in a primary uh, a bed once in a while, but that's about uh, the day to day for me. Awesome. Awesome. So besides your residence, Damien, I know you got a pretty cool uh, story about your upbringing, how you got into healthcare. So share with us a little bit about that. Yeah, very unconventional. Um, you know, I uh, I was raised uh, hardworking, blue collar. Mom was a, a hairdresser. Dad was a uh, construction drywall hanger and taper. And um, so it didn't come from a lot and uh, found myself uh, out on my own at 16, living out of my car. And um, not for any lack of want by my, uh, my mom or dad, but uh, that's just kind of the way the world worked for me. And um, I fell into healthcare as a CNA at the bedside. I, I literally opened up the newspaper and, and decided that uh, 
I wanted to go off to CNA school. So that's where I started in long-term care at the bedside. And, uh, and then just grew from there. I, uh, I, I had one of those defining moments in, in my career, uh, Gavin, where I, I was going to stay in and make a change or I was going to get out. And that was really from what I saw in the, in the care delivered at the bedside and inside the long-term care or skilled nursing. And from there, the rest, they say, is kind of history. So I, um, I went on a, a very um, intentional uh, career development path, and I applied at a very young age uh, to be an administrator of a brand new assisted living in uh, the Pacific Northwest. So at the age of 21, I was, uh, I was uh, handed a, uh, an empty building, brand new construction, and uh, no pots and pans, no policies, no artwork on the wall. And got a great uh, uh, opportunity to build that team. We led through deficiency-free surveys and then, you know, went into everything from long-term acute care um, to uh, uh, home health and hospice. Fell in love with home health and hospice about 20 years ago, to be honest with you. Um, when I saw these, uh, these providers coming into my assisted living, I, I started asking more questions. What does this look like? You know, what, what is home health and hospice? And and then, um, you know, uh, knew that I wanted to be a part of the transformation with, with a community-based platform. So that's, that's kind of what brought me here today. Awesome. I remember you mentioning um, when I was getting to know you um, recently about living out of the car at age 16. And that's a, that's a pretty neat story. You mentioned your dad was in the construction business. Um, one thing about Damien as well is, uh, if I recall, you're quite handy and uh I was, I was, I found it interesting that you mentioned you're living on a boat in San Diego when I knew you were handy. I thought you might do like a fixer upper and live there. So, uh, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Gavin, because it's, uh, it's, it's the one vein I have in owning a boat. I, growing up in construction, my, uh, you know, I've often joked that my day job supports my real estate habit. Um, so, uh, you know, weekends I'll be tiling or hanging drywall or, you know, kind of doing the, the manual labor stuff that gets my mind off the budgets, but uh, but I don't know about boats, and so this has been a, a real adventure for me, uh, at least learning. So it's a it's an RV on water. So I, I know it sounds you know glamorous, but it's really an RV on water. So all right, folks. Well, I'm gonna invite you to reach out to Damien if you know a little bit about boats. Sounds like he can uh, besides YouTube, he can he can use some help. I know I could as well with boats. So um, you talked a little bit about the ALs. You talked about LTAC. So let's let's jump in there. Uh, LTAC long-term acute care for the audience uh, yes. if you don't know the the acronym. And there's a national leader in LTACs uh, or long-term acute cares and that's Kindred. And uh, Kindred got into the home health and hospice business. You mentioned you fell in love about 20 years ago. So you worked at Kindred for a, a quite a long time. And eventually uh, you were inspired to join Mission Healthcares. What, what was that inspiration? Sure. Yeah. So I had a wonderful career with uh, a company prior to Kindred uh, called Gentiva um, and then uh, a stint with Kindred as well, um, both uh, within the home health hospice uh, palliative care division, uh, spent a, a, a short amount of time uh, with the skilled nursing home division uh, at a national level. Uh, was very fortunate to, to work with some really good people over there. Um, you know, through that experience, though, what continues uh, that intentional path in community care and, and what led me here to mission was really truly getting a chance to, to have a part in the transformation of healthcare. 
So I, I tell my teams, and and uh, and this is kind of old news to them, but you know I believe that we have a responsibility to keep an eye on the transaction and lead the transformation. And so when we think about growth in our industry, we have a responsibility in this time and space. Uh, all of the providers, I believe, have a responsibility to leverage this culture in this environment where everybody is looking for solutions and answers in chronic disease management, return to acute issues. And so, you know, why mission? For me, it was an opportunity to really help build that transformation and the platform in order to deliver not post-acute chronic disease solutions, but really pre-acute. Why are we looking at chronic disease as a post-acute opportunity when we really can and should be looking at it as a community-based chronic opportunity uh, to service members in our community? So that's that's the exciting part of where we are right now with Mission and, and what we get to do in, in helping set that uh, tone. So. Okay, awesome. And thanks uh, for, for reminding me about Gentiva, which Kindred, would you call it an acquisition um, or joint, like, I guess Kindred yeah, acquired? Yeah, so it was an acquisition. Yeah, I was with uh, them uh, for 17 years and um, Gentiva was acquired by Kindred. Um, and then, um, of course, uh, as the tales continue to turn, uh, their home health and hospice division was acquired by Humana and they're now part of Humana. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the reminder on that. So as you guys can see, uh, Damien, uh, I hope you don't mind that I called you a pillar. I know when I uh, we were at a conference recently, I called you a pillar in the industry, which to me is a compliment. Um, but you joked. Uh, what, what did you say again? Uh, yeah. So I, you know, the pillar I think is 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 a reference to to old man nowadays. I've definitely uh, gotten a little grayer around the uh, the pillar part. But uh, no, I appreciate that. Thank you for the compliment, Kevin. No problem. I won't reveal our ages, but our ages do start with the same number. So uh, <laughs> you're calling enough. yourself old. I'm right there with you, man. Um, so, so Mission Healthcare, I think a lot of our audience, uh, we have an audience throughout the country, but a lot of our audience is in California. However, I think a lot of our California audience even may not know who Mission is as it's kind of, it's been around for a while and is well known yeah. in Southern California. But uh, can you explain what is Mission Healthcare? Yeah, so a great story. And, and one of the things I love about our story is that it really is sort of grassroots. I talk about blue collar, you know, the, the history starts with Mission about 10 years ago with some founders uh, that came together and said, there's a better way to do this. And, and the better way to do this was to really focus in on caring for the people that care for the people. And so, um, you know, our 10-year history is one of uh, a lot of grit, a lot of determination, um, some sleepless nights on the parts of the founders. And, and you know, we're here today uh, because of their hard work. We're here because of, you know, many of those sleepless nights where, you know, sometimes they didn't even know, you know, wh where where that payroll was going to be met. And, and today we, um, we're a solid uh, growing organization uh, because of that history. And I think that's the beauty of what mission is. You know, I, you talk about my story personally, um, I feel like I, you know, I was really sort of um, called to mission because, you know, we're a team of just gritty, um, hardworking, blue collar, you know, a lot of the team members that are, are out there today, um, they're, they're pillars in their own community and they're pillars in their own profession. And so um, I, I, as much as I feel like, um, you know, we have such a, a great opportunity, it's because of the hard work and the history that, uh, that Mission was founded on. Yeah, I remember uh, not knowing who Mission was until uh, my day job, we went out and opened up a San Diego uh, office 
and I was hearing about these these mission folks all over, all over yeah. San Diego, where you guys got your uh, your start. So I know there was a lot of hustle there, and yeah. not only you know the hustle to build the brand, but also the care delivery that you guys are doing well. We'll get into um, care delivery here in a moment. So um, let's talk a little bit about mission. So your role is chief growth officer, right. and there's been a lot of growth recently. So before I get into that, well, let me actually open it this way. Can you share with the audience, where is Mission Today serving and where is Mission Tomorrow going to be serving? Sure. Well, um, it's a great day to have this conversation. Uh, we're very excited to announce uh, officially today our partnership with uh, Healthy Living Network. And uh, Healthy Living Network has a very similar uh, history and background to Mission, uh, primarily up in Northern California. Uh, so today we're excited to share that we service uh, 36 um, locations throughout six states. Uh, we have about 1,500 family members is what we call them, family as uh, uh, colleagues or team members. Um, and we are blessed to serve over 5,000 patients a day in, uh, in six Western states. So I, I share that as a, a, a platform to say we're the largest home health hospice and palliative care provider in the state of California and out West. And, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier around the transformation piece. It's very exciting to me when I think about the population of California being, you know, one in eight Americans uh, live right here in this, in this state. You know, we get to help influence healthcare delivery for one in eight Americans. And that, to me, uh, has some real teeth to it when you think about our opportunity to help influence that transformation. So where are we going and what does it look like? I would uh, um, share with you that, you know, we're not done both in the organic growth or, or in the acquisition. We have uh, probably two or three announcements in the queue right now uh, for continued growth out west. Um, but the, the focus and the intentionality is going to continue to stay on that transaction, making sure that we take care of the families and the, and the referral sources, the communities that we're fortunate enough to serve, and then in turn, help lead that transformation in, in looking at uh, disease state management, return to acute, value-based care, risk uh, uh, share in certain situations. Those are all part of our future as we look ahead. Wow, man. Uh, I knew about Healthy Living Network before. And uh, one thing for the audience, each location of Healthy Living Network didn't necessarily have the name Healthy Living Network. So there's a chance you're listening in and, and one of the agencies you work with is now a part of Mission Healthcare. So feel free to reach out to me or reach out to Damien after the show if you're curious, like, what are the names of these agencies? Is that you guys? Um, yeah. that's, that's really neat. So I know HLN or Healthy Living Network uh, was just one of many uh, growth acquisitions you've had this year. Can you share briefly about the others that you've had so far? Sure. Yeah, we um, we're as I mentioned on a, a pretty focused path of, of both organic and uh, uh, acquisition growth. So HLN uh, represents our fourth uh, acquisition closed just this year. So uh, we uh, we were fortunate enough to uh, to pick up a small book of business up in Northern California, which was our first kind of dot on the map up there called Alliance Home Health and Hospice. Uh, we, uh, we were able to welcome uh, a couple of uh, Silverado hospice uh, teams uh, to the Mission family. 
uh, Loma Linda Home Health reached out to us. So we're very uh, uh, proud of our relationship with Loma Linda Hospital and uh, teaching uh, uh, hospital system. And so we're we're doing some really cool, innovative, value-based uh, conversations with them. We're also working with their uh, clinical and their nursing school uh, to help us build out our, continue our, our care delivery with uh, clinical uh, education and, and staffing. And then HLN, as I mentioned uh, most recently. So fourth acquisition uh, this year, and we probably got two or three other um, in the pipeline uh, before we, uh, we, we, you know, settle in for the year. So we're, we're definitely focused on, on the, the growth. That's awesome, Damien. Uh, for, for the audience that are like frontline clinicians and aren't used to necessarily all this business talk, uh, one thing that I really like about Damien is he's a, he's a CNA. I mean, he, yeah. you know, his first job in healthcare was a CNA. And candidly, when I speak with uh, folks on the business side, we don't always have that crossover. So um, I really think that's neat and something I think we can all respect about Damien, even though we're talking about a lot of you know acquisitions yeah. and not you know, always on patient care. But I do want to get into to some of the patient care models that you guys are doing um, and are as long as you're able to share, Damien. So we talked about the growth of mission, specifically more on the acquisition side. You guys grew organically through your grits, as you talked about earlier in Southern California. Let's go over to the patient care side. And there, I talked with you a couple of weeks ago when we were at a conference in Santa Barbara about some of the neat things uh, that Mission's doing that's truly different. I know a lot of agencies say, oh, we're different because we have the best nurses or, you know, we're available 24-7, you know. But there's some really uh, deep things that you guys are doing that are different. And um, I know some of those may be proprietary, but I wanted to open it up to you, Damien. And what can you share about how Mission is truly changing and transforming uh not necessarily just post-acute, but as you mentioned, pre-acute, so home health, hospice, palliative care. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the question, Gavin, because this is really sort of the, the, the passion that I, I share. And, and, you know, thank you for the, the acknowledgement at, at starting at the bedside. But, you know, I would tell you that it's one of the reasons why I love Mission is because I'm just one of, of many that had very, you know, very humble beginnings. Our CEO, uh, Paul Verhove, uh, started at the bedside as well as the CNA. And so, you know, when we think about how we approach care delivery, um, it, at least in the West, but really throughout uh, uh, the US, nothing happens um, without the, the excellent care that's delivered day in and day out by each one of our clinicians. And when we think about the decisions that we, you know, are after, I always think about why growth? What, what does it matter? Well, the relevancy in that transformation requires size. And, you know, when we're talking about having these innovative care uh, conversations, such as risk-based, value-based, um, you know, what I would share with you and, and without giving too much of the details, to me, it's, it's not always about owning, but collaborating. You know, we've had great relationships with, you know, companies like 24-hour and primary care, remote patient monitoring. And so we're going after these care delivery models that aren't just focused on some of those that are, are I would say, in a different uh, socioeconomic class. We're talking about care delivery for the indigent. We're talking about care delivery for the medical population. And more importantly, how do we truly address those uh, populations with industry-leading care. 
And when we look at these partnerships, we're really thinking about the value of a moving the relationship from a vendor to a partner. And how do we do that? Well, we align on care delivery standards. We talk about in you know quarterly joint operating committees how we're standing accountable to the outcomes of our care. You know, the, the system is based on a fee-for-service world, which, you know, frankly, as we talk about different payment methodologies and innovations. We're slowly as a community and as a country, we're moving away from those fee-for-service without tieback to, to outcomes, but we're really still not there. And, and I would tell you that one of the things uh, that the pandemic has done uh, outside the, the tragedy of all the loss of life, it forced healthcare into an arena that I don't know that we would have gotten to without a, a really a worldwide catastrophic event like the, the pandemic. And there's two areas, Gavin, that I think are really important as we talk about value-based care, chronic disease management, you know, really community-based care. And, and the two things that, that the pandemic did for us, first of all, is it pushed technology into healthcare, I think, in a much more aggressive way than we would have ever seen. The, the whole telemedicine, remote patient monitoring, community-based care, you know, there's nothing that can't be delivered, very few things that can't be delivered in the home x-rays, labs, you know, so think of a world where instead of going to your doctor for all of these ancillary services, the physician comes directly to you with the labs, with the x-rays, with all of the care delivery that's, that you need in order to stay independent in your home. And, you know, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's really where people would like to be anyway, as they uh, battle and, and uh, grapple with a, a chronic disease. The second thing that, that the pandemic did was that it opened up discussion around advanced directives. You know, for many, many years in home health, hospice, palliative care, hospice was really the, the word that nobody wants to utter. Right. And right, wrong, or indifferent, what the pandemic did is it, it returned to the consumer the ownership of their disease progression. And, it, and, and so now as customers, as consumers, we're saying, no, this is how I want uh, my transition to go. This is how I want a passing. And, and as you and I both know, it's not, you know, alone in a hospital dealing with or grappling with a, 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 an acute disease that, um, that they can't be surrounded with family and friends and loved ones. Awesome. So, um, again, I know you can't go into, uh, you know, the fine detail, but one thing you'll notice that Damien shared uh, audience is how mission is taking care of not just your Medicare fee for service, which in the, for those of you that aren't familiar in the home health world historically, or more recently, that's been the patient that has the best reimbursement and a lot of the folks, those are the patients they want, but Damien and his team um, has developed models and I hope it's okay to share, so I won't go into detail, to yeah. find financially sustainable ways yes. to, take care of those who you know have the the lowest of the insurance or the folks who yep. may not in the past have been able to get great care because home health might look away or look the other direction because the reimbursement didn't work so damon, right. and, damon and his team have created models um and i again i won't go into the fine detail because that's something i think you guys have really developed and is truly yours um so, but that's neat so for audience if you guys are struggling with a certain patient populations to get the care 
reach out to Damien. Um, Damien, I'll, I'll ask you at the end, if, if I forget, uh, please remember to share your, uh, maybe your email address or a general email that can get to you or yeah. your team. But please don't hesitate, you know, uh, dweston at missionhh.com. Uh, I'd love to talk to your audience. I, you know, to me, uh, one of the things that I failed to mention, Gavin, is that this isn't just mission delivering some of these innovative care deliveries. We're actually building partnerships, what I call collaborative care uh, platforms. And the collaborative care platforms with companies like 24-hour primary care, ancillary services, that's really what's allowing us to get aggressive on some of these unique um, risk-based relationships. And as you mentioned, I'm, I'm super proud of the work that we're doing, not just for for those, um, you know, of a, uh, a Medicare population, but really focused in on, you know, those that, that, you know, like my mom or my dad who, you know, were blue collar workers that may not have the, the health insurance uh, that are, you know, sort of um, blessed with in, in larger uh, scenarios. So uh, I can't, um, I can't tell you where it's, uh, where it's going to go, but I will tell you that um, the, the power of what we're doing with some of those Medicaid, Medi-Cal, indigent, to me, if we can help solve those riddles, we we help relieve one of the largest pain points in the industry and therefore earn the right to sit at the table um, and ask for other opportunities within the system. So that's, that's what we're doing. Awesome. So again, Mission provides uh, home health, hospice, palliative care services. Am I missing anything there, uh, Damien? Uh, uh, no, but I would tell you that uh, that's just the, uh, the the snippet of what we do. Um, more, moreover, what we do is is really pull together those those um, collaborative care platforms uh, and uh, and get after uh, transformation. So we use the vehicle of home health hospice palliative care uh, so that we can partner with primary care with remote patient monitoring. Um, you know, so that we can deliver some uh, some innovation. Okay, awesome. And you mentioned 36 locations, six states, 1,500 um, family members, or what was the term? That Colleagues, you, team members. Colleagues. Yeah, yeah. We call them mission family, but yes. Yeah. Uh, can you remind the audience or share with us what states uh, you're in besides California again? Sure. So largest uh, platform in the state of California. Uh, we also now with our uh, partnership with HLN um, uh, are excited to, uh, to serve in Arizona, Utah, uh, Washington, Oregon, soon to be uh, Idaho. Uh, so pretty much throughout the West and in, in a, a city and town near you soon. Okay, awesome. And I had a clarifying question. You mentioned you had the opportunity to influence one in eight American lives. Yeah. Um, can you clarify, are those folks one in eight who are using the services or yeah, no. So if you think about, and this is, I, I, I was um, part of uh, the growth in California and grew up out West uh, most of my career. But when you think about the population of California, larger than the entire uh, country of Canada, um, that's where I get excited about really being able to influence. So uh, I think it's, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's uh, quoted that one in eight Americans uh, reside in the state of California. So, you know, whether it's one in eight, one in seven, one in nine, we're, we're definitely um, able to, to uh, build out a care delivery model for the um, uh, one of the largest populations. And uh, if we can prove it out here, I know that we can do it in other states and in other parts of the country. Awesome. Well, folks, again, uh, Damien Weston, uh, Chief Growth Officer, has been our guest. Damien, I want to ask you, uh, as we end the show, is there anything else uh, you wanted to share before we, uh, we head out of today's episode? 
Just a, a large appreciation, you know, Gavin, I really, um, you know, voices and platforms like this are critically important uh, to the future of collaboration. And, you know, I've watched many of your podcasts and I've seen some amazing leaders in this industry doing some wonderful things. And, uh, and, and I would just continue to encourage uh, not only you, but, but uh, platforms such as this so that we can come together as an industry and start to solve some of the challenges that we're all faced with. I promise you we'll be better together um, when, we, uh, when we really look back on the end of the day. So. Awesome. Thank you, Damien. Uh, can you remind the audience uh, how folks can find your website or what the website is? Uh, we're found at uh, homewithmission.com and uh, we, uh, we operate uh, different brands. So uh, you might see us uh, under the HLN uh, brand. Uh, certainly in some parts we've rebranded uh, as Moniker Hospice, but to find us, it's uh, homewithmission.com. Uh, all right. Sounds good. And I know you invited the audience uh, that you'd be welcome to receive messages from them as well. So can you remind us uh, how we can reach out to you? You bet. Uh, just uh, dweston at missionhh.com. And I'd love to hear from your audience. All right. Awesome. Well, folks, again, uh, Damian Weston, Chief Growth Officer at Mission Healthcare has been our guest. Damian, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Gavin. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.